a shot of wrestling episode 85 and away we go i but they're freestyles and stone cold sudden and hitting the attitude adjustment brothers of destruction undertaker change sit in the fire or get cooled like roman brand get this dude love and you got my back man you're so kind and hit that cactus jack and patty gag the face Run the place now, so phenomenal when I'm breaking the walls down. You're about to get hit. We going off the script. If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick. We talk at WWE. It's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJT. Thanks, Pediac. Welcome to episode 85 of a shot of wrestling. Back at it, Green Man. How are you? Doing pretty good, Michael J. How are you? A little shook. A little shook of what happened this week. What about you? Tough week, man. Oh, Tough God, week thing. to kind of get through. Yeah. The, the largest mass shooting in American history happened in Las Vegas. 59 dead, 500 plus injured by one guy. Yeah. One guy with a stockpile of weapons, uh, bump stocks that turned semi-automatic weapons into automatic weapons. Uh, this sucks. Okay. I put it on Facebook. It's the largest mass shooting in American history in 2017 until next year. <laughs> Last year, we had the Pulse nightclub. Year be- two years before yeah. that, we had the, the school. It's horrible, so man. It's becoming a routine. It's a horrible world that we're living in right now. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there's so many people desensitized by it. Pretty much, yeah. Nowadays, like people are walking around. It's like, oh, yeah, so this happened. Oh, yeah, so that happened. I'm like, dude, like, no, like this shit should not be going on, you know? Yeah. And what is the solution for it? There's none. It's crazy. It's totally crazy. Now people are going to talk about stricter gun laws, but someone posted on Facebook poetically that we didn't do anything after the Sandy Hook shooting, so right. Ameri- which meant sent a precedent that America's okay for sh- killing kids. So what p- difference does this make? It's got a good point. So nothing was done then. Nothing's going to get done now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Conan O'Brien actually started to show with an interesting point where he entered his studio, his office Monday. Okay. His head writer came into his office saying with a file folder. Uh-huh. He goes, oh, what's that? He goes, well, this is your remarks. From the Sandy Hook shooting, from the Pulse nightclub shooting, these are your remarks. I don't know if you're going to read them and compare them or to get your thoughts for tonight. Interesting. And he just shook him. He's like, I'm a late night comedian. How do I have a file folder labeled mass shooting responses? Mm. Yeah, it's coming kind of the norm nowadays. It's horrible. Yeah, man. I don't even know what else to say. Nothing we can say. People give thoughts and prayers, but it's kind of meaningless, especially in this situation. Yeah. So. I feel like they're... All right, this is shoot. Uh, okay, I, it gets me upset. It really, truly does. Like, th- oh. this is people just having fun. Like getting together for a concert, you should not be thinking like crazy, stupid, fucked up shit is going to happen. You know, it's like us going to WrestleMania. Thought about that, and and then like. Like me, do I need to double think? Am I going to go to WrestleMania because crazy, stupid, fucked up shit is going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know? And then that started making me think a little bit more. But then I needed to start thinking of what is the solution. Okay. And Did you think of one? I didn't. Oh, yeah. But I think the moment we stop thinking about all the fucked up shit that's going on in the world and start thinking about what is the solution. Because I feel like too many people are thinking like, oh, our thoughts and prayers go out. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, it, it, it's a sad moment. It's horrible. But when are we going to start putting our focus on what the solution is? And it's okay not to have an answer. It's okay to say, you know what? I don't know right now. 
But if you could open up the conversation to saying like, well, you know what? Let's start talking about what could the solution be. Could it be stricter gun laws? Could it be? You, know, I don't know. No one knows. I don't know. But let's open up the conversation. Um, so you're a new father. Yeah. It's a, it was a country concert. Okay. There's a country DJ called DJ Silver. Mm-hmm. He's big in the country world. And he has a brand new baby. One report had it at six. One reported at 18. So we're supposed to difference. Call it one year. Okay. He was backstage taking pictures of everybody because he was the star of the show. It's a one-year-old baby. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves babies, right? So this country ad called Big and Rich went on. They left. Good group. Yeah, thanks. They left because he owns a bar on Vegas. Mm-hmm. So he's in the Vegas club and he gets the notification that this is an active shooter in Las Vegas yeah. on the strip. Mm-hmm. Then he gets a phone call from DJ Silver uh-huh. who's hiding in the back of a pickup truck. Okay. Telling him what's going on. Shit. So That's crazy. He, he asks him, where's the baby? Where's what's going on? Yeah. So thankfully the baby left with a nanny back to the hotel room. The hotel room was two doors down from the shooter. Stop. Holy shit. So dude. he was saying how the cops busted down the door. They were uh-huh. throwing flash grenades. The co- cops grabbed in the, the room. No, of the, the hallway. In the hallway. Okay, okay. They grabbed the baby. Uh huh. Grabbed the nanny. Took him somewhere safe. He didn't see his baby. No contact with his baby for three and a half hours. Oh my god! Can you imagine? That's the longest three and a half hours oh, of his say. life. I, like, I couldn't imagine. I don't have a child, so I can't imagine that. That is but, the longest three and a half oof. hours of his life. Yeah, man. So, this sucks. This is a wrestling podcast. It is. Wrestling is at its core sports entertainment. So that's what we're going to try to do for you tonight. We're going to try to entertain you. And uh, I think you have an interview lined up, right? I do. I'm sorry to start off the show with such a somber note. Yeah, so we're to move on, try to entertain people. And let's... But let's get back to business. Yeah. Let's get back to business. Because if we don't get back to business, then the bad guy wins, right? Yep. And if you don't go to WrestleMania, bad guys win. The bad guys win. So... I got the opportunity to sit down with uh, a bad apple. Now, do you like apples? I'm a more banana guy. You're a banana guy? Yeah. Yeah, well. Like apple juice. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll work with that. Okay. We could do some apple juice. I wanted to find out how bad the bad apple Matt McIntosh was, so I brought him on the show on A Shot of Wrestling, and let's find out how bad is he. Ladies and gentlemen, a shot of wrestling proudly brings to you the Bad Apple, Matt McIntyre. Not much. How are you? We're doing great over here. We're really happy to have you on the show. The host of the show, Michael J. Putty, is not participating in this serial in this interview, but he is definitely listening. So let's just give him a shout out. Say hello, Michael J. Putty. Mike, how are you? <laughs> is it Mike or does he does he need Michael specifically? I know people get a little You know, I I call him Mike. He kinda has been getting on my case. He kinda wants to just be associated as at Michael J. Putty, but that's his own okay. issue, not ours. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So fuck him. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. I'm, Hope I'm allowed to swear. <laughs> you, you're allowed to do whatever you want 
you know, because we're, we're opening the doors to you. You're like family now. So you feel free anytime you come over to open up the fridge, crack open a beer and just sit down and relax and watch Monday Night Raw or something. Who cares? Fantastic. All right. Tonight, Matt, we're going to find out how bad is the bad apple? First of all, how much was wrestling an influence on you growing up? I mean, I was kind of a, um, I guess you want to say rambunctious would be a good word. All kind right. of a rambunctious uh, kid. So um, I kind of grew up with the Stone Cold and The Rock. And like, you know, I had, a, I had you could tell I definitely watched during the Attitude Era, I guess would be mm-hmm. um, a good description. Because I had a whole lot of Attitude. Wrestling, I guess, to answer your question, was a huge influence in my life. I remember there would be times playing uh, Pop Warner football where I would have to run multiple laps because I would get caught like giving people stone cold stunners out of nowhere <laughs> Way before, you know just like hitting kids off the ball hitting them in the gut and stunning them and yeah i used to get in trouble a lot for you know i guess i don't even know if you can call that like backyarding i guess like play wrestling or, play, yeah. or wrestling essentially so yeah wrestling had a pretty big influence on my uh childhood development did you ever uh get in trouble in school for giving people the dx chop no, I went to a Catholic school, so I don't know. I mean, I was a bad kid, but I wasn't a dumb kid. Okay. <laughs> um, I definitely think I would have gotten, like, the, you know, something definitely would have been done if I got caught doing that. But I might have done it. I, don't, I mean, I don't remember. See, I, I blame never... the, the CTE I probably have or something. Yeah, I, I never was a kid who went to a private school or a Catholic school. I'm uh, part of the New York City public school system, and... I never got into a fight. Did you get in, into any fights when you were in school? Uh, yeah. Yeah, nothing that really, like, was, like, too crazy. You know, I guess, like, as much as... I guess, I guess, I guess I'm trying to say that I, I never took too much damage, you know, because I'm such a bad apple that I'm just <laughs> pounding those people into applesauce. But, like, I don't know. Things never got, like, ridiculously bad um, other than people just, you know, taking a couple shots to the face and, like, really crappy amateur wrestling that people try. You know how, like, you see them on, like, YouTube and stuff like that, those videos where it's just two kids that, like, get caught headlocking each other, basically. Yeah. And Spearing until someone. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. I mean, nothing, you know, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't doing any like MMA or anything in the hallways, that's for sure. Well, while we're talking about the name, the Bad Apple, where did it come from? You know, where, where, how did you become the Bad Apple? Um, well, my actual last name is Macintosh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like I said, I was kind of a, you know, I was like a, I was a hyperactive kid that liked to be at, like, you know, like sports, and I didn't like sitting in a classroom being lectured to for six hours out of my day. So I kind of got the, you know, uh, the Catholic school teachers all thought they were so clever. They were like, oh, last name's Macintosh. You're such a little bad apple. Ha, ha, ha. And, like, I don't know. Um, when I first started wrestling, I had the idea to go with that name, but I figured... I don't know. I didn't want to do it at the time or like in my head, I kind of wanted to like know kind of what I was doing as far as like wrestling, because I thought that there potentially could be some good marketing from it, or it's a good way to kind of identify myself. Right. um, I didn't kind of want to have, you know, my first couple of years of me being as bad as I was kind of associated with it. 
So instead, I went with completely even worse nicknames. But I'm sure we can get to that. I was actually just going to ask, you know, what was what else was on that list? Um, man, uh, so I used to do an Irish gimmick when I first yep. started, mm-hmm. mainly because, you know, um, I didn't want to have to pay for a spray tan for every show and like tanning <laughs> and my family doesn't really mix very well. There's like history of skin cancer and, you know, I understand you got to do what you got to do, uh, to get where you want to, you know, for the look you want to get, but I don't know. I figured it'd be easier and obviously super original to be the Irish guy. Um, so there was like Irish Matt Macintosh for a while. There was, um, which seems to be everyone's favorite for some reason. This must have been during my like um, Motor City Machine Guns and Chris Sabin tape studying days. Uh, I used to call myself Fully Automatic Matt Macintosh. I like that. Because my last name isn't long enough that I had to <laughs> add like an extra 13 syllables to the front of it. But uh, yeah, I had like like bullet holes all over my tights. It's pretty embarrassing. Actually, but um, yeah, that that was it so far. I mean, this is kind of like, you know, once I felt like I was kind of getting a hang of everything, I decided to kind of do the bad apple thing because, especially for, you know, the majority of shows that you're gonna work are basically like uh, family friendly, right? And um, you know, just like most people just know me as the apple guy, and that was kind of the idea. As long as you know, you're kind of sticking in people's heads for something other than, you know, being completely terrible. But, you know, I figured it was something that kids could get behind too. Like, you know, it's just teasing. I'm an apple. That's, that's the gimmick. Well, I already feel like our host, Michael J. Putty is already going to take, take to you because he's an Irish guy and he can totally understand the whole thing about tanning. Um, uh, and, and I'm sure the other thing is, you know, Irish guys like to drink. What's your favorite adult beverage? Um, I am a Jameson on the rocks. Uh, Jamo Double on the rocks is my go-to. Wow, that that I mean, you guys, it's like I'm interviewing Michael J. Putty. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I don't think I could be any more of a stereotype, <laughs> but you know, a. Um, the first time I saw you personally uh, in action was at Capital Wrestling's first show in Hoboken. Now, from the moment you walked out, I got to tell you, the moment you walked out, I knew you were a heel. Like, it, it, it's just in your persona. You walked out with a chip on your shoulder. It reminded me, like, of an old Chris Benoit or a Stone Cold Steve Austin, even like a Brian Pillman. There was just something about you that just oozed, like, I'm a bad guy, but I'm like that bad guy you want to like. So I started cheering for you. Um, Colossal Mike Law may take a little offense to it, but I, I did. I started cheering for you. Um, did you decide early on in your career that you were going to be a badass heel? Um, no. Uh, when I when I first started, I was I was the definition of like white meat babyface, um, and it just never really. I don't know, man. Being a babyface is hard. Um. And I'm really lazy, and <laughs> I, I've always been, um, like, some of my best friends can attest, like, I'm kind of the guy that's going to sit there and talk shit and, like, push buttons to the point where I'm going to get people, like, real riled up, and then once they get riled up, I'll be like, hey, man, let's go, like, just relax, you know? Like, like that, I'm that kind of a 
person naturally, but um, mm -hmm. it's weird. Like the more I do it to you, the more I like you. It's gotcha. uh, it, it, it's kind of a, like I'm a ball buster, not yeah. by like by nature. Um, and it's you know there has been multiple times where people don't understand that or don't know that about me, so they kind of just think I'm healing out on them regardless. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, like all I, um, I'm also very sarcastic naturally and you know I'm, I, I just everyone always tells you when you're first starting you, you you try to take your own personality and you turn it up to 11 right that's right. the cliche mm -hmm. but uh so that's all i really tried to do and you know sometimes i'm I'm a, I'm a cocky son of a bitch and uh so i guess that just kind of naturally comes out and no one really likes you know a uh a shit talking guy that thinks he's completely full of himself and it's just you know it's just i gravitated towards being a heel naturally um the fact that i'm an ass kicker i don't know that maybe that's just uh, I'm, I'm an aggressive um excited person and to be honest it's probably more of me being nervous when i'm in there than me being an actual badass but I appreciate the compliment. Yeah, well, seeing you in action, I never, I never saw an inch of you being nervous. Actually, I thought, yo, this dude is clean. He's coming out, and you know, you're a big guy too. So, and you move very agilely around the ring. You get great footwork moving around, and you know, coming out, I'm already like enjoying you coming out, being that badass heel. But then in the ring is when you really won me over, and that's one of the things that we really enjoy when we go to these events it's like you never know who's going to walk out that curtain um and then when they step in the ring they're just going to win you over and it's like wow this we just were treated to something better than we even see on a monday on a tuesday night on tv oh that's that's very humbling i appreciate that you know it's just uh you know i feel like there's um everyone like that's the key right that's the key that I've heard to not just wrestling or anything. Like you kind of just fake it till you make it, right? So even though <laughs> I might not, I might not appear nervous. Um, there's always nerves. You're, you're always getting some sort of butterflies. You know, you're you are literally <clears throat> like about to walk through that curtain to kind of get like knowingly get the crap beat out of you to an extent. Is there something um, that goes on in your mind, like being right before you're able to step out that or a ritual that you do that gets you all pumped up to be, you know, the bad apple? Um, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I know, I don't know if I have like a real ritual. I probably should. Cause there's definitely some days where like I come out and, you know, it could be like a Friday show and, um, I just, you know, you know, we all have real lives for the majority of us. So, like, you know, you're putting in the, the the everyday kind of guy thing where you're having to go to the gym sometimes at, like, 5 a.m. so you can go to work, and then you're hitting the road to get to a show. And sometimes, you know, you're just not as into it as you should be or um, or, or are some other times. Mm -hmm. um, I And from noticing that, I've tried to kind of just put all that into what, like, into coming out. When you come out, like, all that kind of crap you got to deal with throughout the week, you kind of remind yourself of all that, and, like, that's kind of, this is my outlet for it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. Um, 
like that that that's kind of what you kind of reflect on things that have happened and this allows me to kind of get all that out and kind of remain sane when I have to go do it again the next week if that makes sense yeah no for sure and we always pay respect to because I, I don't know how you guys do it from time to time. It's like you, you have so much going on in your personal life. You have a nine-to-five, right? Uh, what do you do on your regular day? Um, I'm currently a, a physical therapy aide okay. uh, for the Sports, Sports Care Institute. So you have that as your nine-to-five. And you mentioned to me early, earlier off, off air, um, but you're also back in school. Yeah. So I'm studying to be a physical therapist. Yeah, I, I trying mean, to get grad school right now. Wow, that's awesome, man! I mean, once I graduated and got my my bachelor's, I was like, there is no freaking way I'm ever gonna go back to going to studying to doing like 24 hours library hours to try to get to pass the tests, papers and shit. Plus, and you have the nine to five, and then you're wrestling, you know, these shows, you know. So how do you do it? How do you create the balance in life? Uh, what, what works for me and it, I don't know. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm currently working on my bachelor's. I've had my associates. I used to think like that college was, I mean, I still kind of think the way that it's done is stupid. Um, like I want to be a PT and I'm taking like chemistry, mm-hmm. which I understand. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I feel like, why am I not taking like four years of anatomy? I'm taking one right. year of anatomy. And, and and two semesters of chemistry and it's just but um college is a fucking I, work. That's yeah, what it is. Exactly. <laughs> money grab. That's all it grab. is. But it's a necessity at the same time. Because yeah. I've done I've done the jobs that I could get without a degree mm-hmm. and my body just I, I I couldn't see myself doing that for an extended period of time. Just physically, especially on top of wrestling. But um one of my jobs used to be, I used to work midnights. And when I first started, it completely blew my freaking mind that, like, I was expected to do this. But what I understood from it is I learned time management really well, mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, you have 24 hours in a day. So I just try to get the most out of that as I can. Um, sometimes it means only sleeping four hours a night so that I can wake up at 4 a.m. so I can get to the gym so that I can work from 7 to 3 and then be at school from uh, 3.30 to 6 or 7. And then if I can still walk or if I'm feeling <laughs> froggy, by that point, sometimes I'll even try to get down to Broadway, New Jersey, at the uh, Russell Pro School and try to get a little bit of training in before I have to, you know, rush home. And the, the entire time, you know, there's commuting between everything and you got to get meals in and... I mean, it's just, I don't, maybe I'm just a psycho. I, I don't know. But, um, you know. It's funny how you mentioned you have to get meals in because it, it sounds like you're, 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 you're like a machine at this point. You know, you have your schedule, you have your regimen, and then in the midst of it, you're like, oh, shit, I got to eat, right? Because if I'm going to make it to the rest of my day, you know, I got to get some protein in or I got to, you know, even if yeah, it's coffee, be- you know. Right. Yeah, well, I if I'm a machine, coffee is my gasoline. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I mean, I, it's just kind of getting a system down where, um, like, I I'll eat kind of on the run the majority of the time. Like, I have like meals prepped because um, 
A, it's way too expensive to eat out all the time. And number two, like, I might even, like, lose on my schedule if I go somewhere and I have to wait, like, an extended period, like, more than I expected to. Right. So it's just easier to, like, nuke something in a microwave than just eat it on the road or eat it as I'm, like, running to class or, you know, or in class sometimes. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you, you make time for things you want to do. That's just what it is. We have a big saying on the show. Um, it's that wrestling brings people together. So who in the business do you consider your friends, your mentors, those close to you? Um, I mean, I've been, I didn't start at WrestlePro uh, at the training facility. I went there kind of like maybe a year to two years in. Um, all of those guys, that like, they talk about a family and a lot of places talk about it, but it's true. Like when you um, are in a, like a 105 degree gym on a Monday night with a group of people running around wrestling, just like sweating everything out on the verge of passing out, exhausted at the end, that builds some sort of camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Um, at, you know, one thirty in the morning after a show when everyone's breaking down the ring, that builds a camaraderie. So definitely the guys, um, that Russell Pro crew, Pat Buck, Kevin Matthews, uh, Bokara, Moff, those are all guys that, you know, we all look up to. And, like, just all the students and all the guys that have been, like, there for years, like, going on, like, five years. Some of the, some of the guys that originally trained there are going on, like, five, five and a half years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been with people for that long of a time. It's like that. That's my family. That's my wrestling family. Um, but you still meet people, you know, that I consider, you know, really good friends in this business. Um, that was the one thing that like really like got to me when I joined when I started wrestling because as growing up, I didn't really have friends that were into wrestling. I was kind of like a closet wrestling fan because uh-huh. every you know you get picked on and all that stuff and whatever um but like to be able to make like a reference to like a nitro in like 97 and have someone get it and like laugh with you about it like the community just in general of like finding a group of people that like something that you like is just awesome you know and that's why it's just it's it's just cool to be around that many people like wherever you are that are into something and are just as passionate as you are about it. Yeah. Now, are you a WCW guy from back in the day? Uh, yeah. Well, so I think I had like, my mom was pretty strict and I had like a pretty strict, like I think 10 PM bedtime. So, um, yeah, you know, I think nitro nitro came on earlier. So I would like watch mainly nitro because, it would come on earlier, so I'd get that hour before Raw came on, and then I would have to do the uh, the flipping through on the TV between, like, channels 24 and 42. Every time, like, a commercial break would come on. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, I, and plus, like, WCW focused more on, like, the, the smaller guys, yeah. which is kind of what I was into, like everyone else. Who were so, your guys uh, growing up? Um, like, I was, I was a huge Jericho fan like i don't know why i couldn't tell you just seems like that heel that conspiracy uh victim stuff killed me that was when i really started liking them um 
obviously, I was a big Stone Cold guy. I was a big fan of The Rock. I was a big fan of Shawn Michaels in WWE. Um, like, I, I like weird dudes, like Hardcore Holly, I like for some reason. Wow. I think I've never was, heard Hardcore like, Holly come up in conversation well, before. Well, he dropped his drop kick was so nice. I was just like, holy shit. Plus, you beat the hell out of people. Yeah. I mean, I've we've I, heard, I, heard I the stories behind, behind the scenes on how hard he hits, you know? And, yeah. you know, if you wanted to see if someone could really stand the test of time in a ring, you know, you put him against hardcore. And, you know, he, he'll test you. He'll push it to the yeah. limit. Exactly. Is, um, do you think that is there anybody right now in in that wrestling community that you're in that you feel is like that hardcore Holly where, you know, if you really want to test a new guy coming in and how much he could take, who is that guy that they put him up against? Huh. Uh, off the top of my head, I would say Moth. Mm. Uh, maybe because, yeah. like. I don't know. I just feel like like Moth is just—he's just so believable. Like I, I as a I, as just watching him, I feel sorry for whoever his opponent is when I see exactly. him when he's on the card. I'm like, like oh yeah, fuck, shit. Yeah, yeah. He, it's just like it's believable. Um, every time I show someone like a clip, I think um, I just showed—I showed my boss uh, the highlight video from FBW where I wrestled him, mm-hmm. and. Um, as soon as she comes out, everyone just goes like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, you know, and uh, the man, you know, he knows how to teach lessons. Um, I got the crap beat out of him by me, uh, but I got the crap beat out of myself by him that day. But, uh, you know, number one, for you to just be able to, to stand there and I feel like not piss yourself is a good enough test. To see whether or not someone could do this when you see Moth across, especially when he's screaming at you and he's all mad and spits flying out of his mouth and he's sweating like a motherfucker. Yeah, that's a scary, scary sight. Absolutely, I completely agree with you, man. I feel I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to go through that, but it kind of yeah, it's cool that I you love did. Him now. <laughs> I love him to death. The WWE has um, always talked about creating these like WrestleMania moments and. We believe on the show that life is filled of these moments. And until now, in your career, what would you consider would be like, this is like my moment so far? Um, I guess, I mean, this is going back a while. But um, like I, got, I got to wrestle um, Omega and Callahan. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, in a four-way. Wow. Like, like, like Omega was starting to blow up. I think he might have still been a junior. I think this was mm-hmm. like just as he started talking or uh, tagging with the Bucks. Um, and I also got to wrestle um, Rey Mysterio in a tag match. That's and awesome. That, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how else I would top that. I mean, I also got to win my first like main championship with uh, wrestle like PWS and then Wrestle Pro. Mm-hmm. Later on, um, so yeah, I mean, like those would be my top three. I don't know how I would like rank them really, but uh, yeah, I really don't see how I uh, how I get any better than that, to be honest. Especially where with where everyone's at right now. Right, I, I feel like the the indie game is also picking up, especially in in the East Coast. Um, 
Do you have any dream opponents from people who are you, who are out there that you're like, I could have a kick-ass match with that dude? Oh, man. Now I'm putting on the spot again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, so many. There's so many. Um, like, I would like to work Christopher Daniels would be, like, one of my top ones just because I've been such a fan of his for so long. Um, Jay Lethal would be another one. Like, um, uh, Penta Zero M, is that what he is now? I feel like he changes it every time I see him. Yeah, so, so like, Pentagon <laughs> Jr. Pentagon Jr. is a guy that I've, I've really been into working. Um, I would like to work Callahan one-on-one. You know, that like, would be, the, like... That would be a really you know, good any, match. Anyone that's, like... You know, that I feel like I would have to really step up my, you know, like a, there's like certain matches where like you, you kind of like almost like, like poop yourself when they get announced and you're just like, fuck, like I'm going to really have to be on point. Mm-hmm. Um, the more of those matches that I can get, the like, I feel like the, the, the happier, the happier of an apple I would be. I would become such a good apple if I could just like <laughs> get the opportunity to work these you know, like, just, just these guys that kind of make you, like, you know, you're doing extra cardio the weeks leading up to it. You're trying to make sure your diet's more on point so you can look good. You know, just just these guys that, that, that just make you want to, like, step your game up. And you're watching film of them, like, we, like, just calling moves for them almost, like, when you're talking about it. Like, hey, do you remember you used to do this thing, like, a couple of years ago? And they're like, yeah. oh, shit, do you remember that? You know what I mean? Like, those would, like, anyone kind of like that, um would be a dream to be honest i'm not picky what can i say <laughs> no i mean that that's a good crew of, uh, of dream opponents and i would love to see any of those matches so uh, i think ring of honor if you're listening you know um, please please ring of honor whether prof- <laughs> whether professionally let them come play yeah let them come play uh whether professionally or, or personally do you have anything left on your bucket list Oh yeah, of course. Um, I feel like you always, you kind of need to always have um, that's a, like that's, goals at that's least, great, right? That's Otherwise, a, you're, that's a great you're just kind of like yeah, floating around. Yeah. Um, like what's next? You know, I would like, I would like to, you know, um, kind of increase my my value on the independent scene would be really cool. Um, maybe get into some bigger promotions, maybe like a, a ring of honor, um, or even like get, get a shot at a place like impact or whatever they're being called right now. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to go overseas would be so awesome. Um, and if I can do all this while still being able to successfully pursue my academic goals as well, that would be even better. Um, that would be the, the main goal, I guess you could say. Right. Hell, even being able to have pro wrestling teams hit me up to be like, hey, do you want a store? That would be a cool little goal. Yeah. Getting a thousand followers on Twitter, that would be fucking awesome. You know, we're almost there. 900, so cheap plug, at Bad Apple Pro. Go, go and follow, please. And go please. check this dude out in, in a ring, because it, it, outsta- it outstanding me, like, the work that you put in it. Um, but we're tr- we're here trying to find out how bad the bad apple is. You sound like a pretty cool dude. 
you know, you seem pretty nice. Um, so let's get that edge back. You know, let's talk about tattoos for a little bit. You know, it, it, it's a favorite addiction of many people. You have a, a great sleeve on one hand, which probably took a couple hours to get done. Um, do you consider that like one full tattoo at this point? Or, you know, do you feel like it's still pieces that came um, together? That's a cool question. Um, I guess I still, I consider it multiple pieces um, because that's like, I didn't, I always wanted, and it's weird. I always get asked all the time, especially by like patients at my job. Mm-hmm. Like what, what? Cause you know, they're all like, like 70 years old and they're from that generation of like, you know, they're, they're wearing pants up to their nipples and shit. <laughs> and, um, they're always like, why'd you only get one? Why isn't it even? This makes me uncomfortable. And I'm just like, I just, I just always wanted one sleeve when I was younger. Like, um, but it all came together from multiple different pieces that I got. I didn't like, I knew I wanted a sleeve, but I didn't just want to get like, I'm not a fan of like the whole, just like one kind of scene mm-hmm. on the arm. And like, if you are props, that's awesome. But, um, you know, I have, like, a bunch of different things that kind of represent um, different parts of my life. And then I, I guess I would just say it's kind of tied in together with some sort of background is the way that I would describe it. Okay. Um, I, I, and then, well, and now that I just said I only wanted one, like, I would be looking to get another one. But, um, like, everything on my, my right arm that I have now has to either do with me, like, my... I have my coat of arms. I have my family crest. Um, it has like to do with like my family and like aspects of me. Like I have um, a skull with a top hat because uh, the my hometown where I grew up, the ma- the mascot was like this dude with a top hat and a monocle. So um, like that's kind of an homage to my hometown. I got a, a another skull with a, a lucha mask over it for the fact that I love pro wrestling and that's that great. I actually went out to do it. Um, so it's like kind of like, this is kind of like my, my family and my history to me. And then eventually when I get like a family of my own, I'll kind of like do the other arm for them. It's kind okay. of my thought process. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, I've uh, always viewed tattoos, you know, the reason people say it, they're so addicting. Cause once you get one, you kind of want to keep getting more and more. Um, yeah. but I, I always feel it's like a timeline, you know, of your life, you know? Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's definitely tattoos that I have that I'm like, damn, what the fuck was I thinking? But at the same time, like, you know what, in that moment, I must've been thinking this was the coolest shit ever. And and it reminded me of of that time, you know, so they're personal in a way. So that's why, um, we like to talk about them. Uh, you know, having your crest on on your arm, that's awesome, you know, because it shows, it has a piece of your family attached to it. And I love that you're you're willing to continue to extend it to the other arms for the future. Yeah, um, yeah, and but the 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 point that you brought up about it being a timeline, I, I didn't even really think about that, but that's like really kind of spot on. Because um, I remember when I first got my crest, was like I don't know, I was I was a lot younger than I am now, but it was like during a period of like that everyone kind of goes through where you it's like, you're trying to still find your identity almost. Right. Um, so like that, I guess helped me kind of cope. Like I, I knew what my crest was like kind of, I 
from researching that, I kind of got a little bit of the history of, like, my ancestors and what the different symbols mean and kind of, like, help establish a sense of identity for myself. Um, so that's actually really interesting because it's exactly the way you described it is, like, some sort of timeline. Like, everything... Because I didn't get it all at once, like I said. So you get these little pieces, and then that's really cool. Yeah, and then it comes together. Um, yeah. Do you besides tattoos? Do you have any other passions outside the ring? Um, uh, I'm I'm kind of into like art in general. Um, I don't like. I'm more of a viewer of it now. Like I'm into um like all different types of mediums like. Like, whatever you consider art, like, visual art, uh, performance art, my sister is a um, a theater major, and I used to go see some of her plays and stuff like that. And, like, you yeah. can just really appreciate, like, the effort and the fact that these people are willing to put themselves out there. Um, like, that's really cool. I mean, there's not enough of that anymore. Um, what else? Uh, I'm a big video game nerd. Um, I like playing things from... Uh, like Fallout to all the way to like stuff like Madden or I'll bring it back. I think I was playing, um, I forget what the name of the game was, but I was, wasn't, I was, it was like some running game on Xbox. Yeah. It's like, it's like a side scroller kind of, but you're just like powering. I forget what the hell it's called though. But like I, I play everything. I get bored really easily with things. Do you play wrestling games? Uh, not as much as I used to. Okay. Once I, it's weird. Once I started wrestling, I kind of stop that that's very of, interesting because we definitely have asked the gamers um that we've had on the show and we would think it, it would be a quick question of like yeah of course i play wrestling games you know i'm a wrestler it makes sense but a lot yeah. of them do not I find that interesting yeah. that is kind of i don't know well i like when i first when i was training because that's how all right so when i when i first started at this place called ecpw mm-hmm. up in like northern jersey uh, the way I got into it was I was actually playing, like, SmackDown versus Raw 09 or something, like, 20, 2010, 2011. All right. Uh, and I, I was playing this other kid, and he was from Jersey, and we ended up talking. And he he's the one that told me about the school. And he was, like, going there, and he was training. And at the time, like, I was wanting to be a pro wrestler, and I probably should have just, like, done some research. But I, I always just figured, like, like, oh, like, normal people don't do that. Like, right. that's, right? Like, they're all, they're so inflated by the way that they're presented and everything. I was just like, I, I never thought I could do that. And so I don't think uh, me, early on you get shown, like, a, a, a route of, like, hey, you do X, Y, and Z, and boom, you're a professional wrestler. Like, you'll be on TV, you know? It's not a sure, clear-cut yeah. path. And nowadays with social media, like, certain people are just blowing up within a year or two. You know, and others are been working at for six years, and they're just getting to to that stage. Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, everyone's everyone's path is different, right? You can't really right. compare yourself to the journey of others because because you you might end up just going crazy. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like I never, and like I said, like the internet was around back then. I could have just looked up online, like how do I become a pro wrestler? But I just never even like you know, you go to college and then you go get a job and then you go have a family. Like that's what that's what everyone kind of tells you, right? So that's the kind of path that I was doing. Um, so this kid tells me he's, like, training to be, and I'm like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? How the hell? So I ended up meeting up with him and getting trained with him by these guys. 
Um, and then I remember, like, we used to always, like, create our own wrestlers, and we would call it, like, move shopping. Like, where we would just go to the move list and just yeah. go, like, all right, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that. And then we would, like, write it down and try it on each other all the time and end up, like, fucking each other up real bad, like, yeah. hitting each other in the with a lot of shit because we didn't know what we were doing. But I don't know, I don't know why I've kind of gotten away from it. I think when you get in it, you become, like, like, I'm an obsessive person, so when I like something, I kind of just jump head first into it mm-hmm. to the point where it becomes almost like a little bit sick, I would say. So maybe, I don't know, like, when I am not doing stuff with wrestling, I guess I kind of just try to get away from it. Right. You know, I'm like, I see it as, like, an escape. But at the same time, I'm always, like, looking at other things to kind of, like, oh, I like th- this aspect of some story from some RPG, so maybe I'll try to incorporate that into some sort of story in, like, a wrestling program or something. So, mm-hmm. like, like a, it's like a, I don't know, like a contradiction almost. Now, now you say you're, you're, like, your character, you're just very obsessive when it comes to something. So, like, once you're into wrestling, like, it's it's everything about wrestling. Um, it, do you feel like there's anything that you sacrificed pursuing this career in professional wrestling? Uh, a lot of money. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and like, I don't talk to some of my like older friends as much as I probably should. Mm-hmm. You know, my, it's, it's basically gotten to the point, and I don't know if this is on purpose or if this just happens, but like my entire network right now is basically just wrestling. Interesting. Um, you know, so I like, I, I'm, you know, and at the same time, right? I mean, it's a technology. I could probably just text the motherfucker and be like, hey, what's up, dude? I miss you, or whatever. But, um, yeah, I've kind of, you know, people grow apart too. So it's friendships, um, a lot of money. Um, my body is beat to shit. I know that for a fact, um, especially being in PT. So it's like every mm-hmm. time I do something, it's kind of like, oh, I know exactly, like, what I've, fucked up and how long this is take to fix or if it can be fixed um so yeah i mean just like every other sacrifice that every other dude makes or girl makes you know you 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 literally leave a piece of yourself in that ring when you do it um Mm -hmm. family friends you miss dates important dates um you lose a lot of money is that what does your family think about um you now being in school having a nine-to-five and also pursuing a wrestling career uh, they're, they're proud of me. Um, you know, they, they, they want to see, they would prefer it maybe if the wrestling went away because, you know, they, like my mom and stepdad can't come to shows anymore. Uh, because like my mom freaks out. Like every time, every time I match, every time I match is over, she's always texting me like, are you okay? That looks like it hurt. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's, that's because it's supposed to look like it hurts, you know? That's because um, I sold it. Yeah, yeah, Mom. exactly. So I'm good at what I do, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, you know, they're, I mean, I'm, I guess they're not, they they know like what the, the risk is, but at the same time, I'm kind of handling my shit otherwise. Yeah. So um, I guess they can't really be too upset about it. So, but they're, they're proud. I mean, they'll be more proud once I finish like and probably, you know, settle down. 
stop being such a wild little asshole and a bad apple. <laughs> there it is. There's that bad apple we're looking for. Yeah. There it I'll is. Keep, keep dropping it time and time again. So now that we got him out on October 14th in a match sponsored by Squared Circle Sound of with Sean O'Brien, you are up against the wrestling god Anthony Gango. Now this is part of the double main event. You know, your two names on the billboard as the main event, as one of those main events is crazy. So as fans, we're already expecting shit to go crazy. Um, what words do you have for your opponent? Um, you know, I debuted last show, um, not in the way that I, that I wanted to, you know, Mike Law got the best of me and rightfully so I might've, you know, kind of looked past Mike Law a little bit and that's what happens when you don't focus on the objective at hand. But now I'm completely focused on Anthony Gangone. You know, this guy calls himself the wrestling god. Mm-hmm. And people call me an asshole, right? How arrogant can you be to call yourself a god of anything? Ah, uh, yeah. You know? And, I mean, listen, this is not to take away from, from anything that he does at all whatsoever. I think he's one of the most innovative guys, one of the most underrated guys on the scene today. This mm-hmm. is a guy that probably should be and will be a lot of places um, very soon. But the fact of the matter, to get real wrestling cliche, brother, the fact of the matter, let me tell you something. No, but uh, Gangone, you're not the bad apple. Because I'm, I'm the fruit at the top of the tree, man. And this isn't the first time we've, we've, we've tussled either. But the difference is, like you were saying, I might get nervous out there, but I don't show it. You don't know what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm full of confidence. And at the end of the day, I'm going to be the one still hanging by that branch, and you're going to be that guy on the floor. Because I'm the bad apple, and I'm just that much better than you. I like it. It, 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 Matt, it's it's like you're the forbidden fruit, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and like he, he just wants to taste it, but he knows once once he tastes it, that's probably going to be the worst mistake of his life. I can't wait till October 14th when Capital Wrestling returns to Hoboken, man. Thank you very much for being a part of our show, A Shot of Wrestling. Um, if anybody wanted to follow you, you plugged it in earlier, but where could we do that? Uh, Bad Apple Pro on Twitter and at Bad Apple Brand on Instagram. Uh, Matt McIntosh on Facebook. Awesome, my man. Thank you very much for being a part of these shots. Tune to the end of this episode for Last Call with the one, the only, the forbidden fruit, the bad apple, Matt McIntosh, on a shot of wrestling. It's in the news with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. Where are you going? 
Come on, we're back. We're back. Got... Mm. Sorry, folks, about that. Uh, Green Man just left. He just literally got up and bolted out of the studio, saying he had to take care of some important business matter. So hopefully he'll be back in a few minutes. But until then, there are news this week. So let's get into the news. As seen on this week's episode of Raw, Bray Wyatt said that the Sister Abigail character we've been hearing about non-stop is now, air quotes, alive. And she wants to meet Finn Balor. He then some sort of transformed into some sort of Sister Abigail figure. Well, I hate to say this, but according to Green Man's sources, the current plan is for Bray Wyatt himself to actually be revealed as Sister Abigail. as his own kind of alter ego. It's their take on Finn Balor having the demon. So Bray Wyatt has Sister Abigail. Uh, hope this is not true. This sounds weird, nor interesting. But inter- interestingly enough... NXT superstar Sage Beckett posted a tweet following the segment, which many are taking it as a hint that she herself will debut on the main roster as Sister Abigail. We will keep you abreast. In other news. Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer has speculated that Kevin Owens could end up back on Raw after the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view and that somehow Stephanie McMahon can get involved. If Owens does move back, it would seem logical that SmackDown would get a big star in return, no? Owens is actually listed in an advertisement for Raw on October 16th. So I guess time will tell. In other news. Well, speaking of Raw, for the last couple of weeks, Green Men's boy Enzo Amore has been booked in the main event, which leaving many wondering, including myself, why? Because the main event is usually reserved for, you know, main event caliber talent or, you know, main event storylines. WWE management has recently looked at the numbers over the last few years and noticed viewers are more likely to change channels throughout the show, resulting in a decrease in viewers for the third hour. The idea going forward is to fill the first two hours with the main event stars and moments and save the end of the show for the leftovers. The thinking is that this will help retain viewers' interest in the main storylines before fans switch over at 8.30. A similar format was used during the 80s and 90s for Saturday night's main event in which we all saw the big names, the big moments happen earlier on in the show and the rest of the stuff was left for the end. In other news, Kurt Angle recently took part in an interview with Fox Sports Australia in which he was asked about returning to the ring. He responded, and I quote, I would say I will most likely return. I have not taken a physical yet. I'm basically waiting on the boss. It's up to Vince McMahon. I would imagine I will. I'd imagine the storyline is going to go somewhere with Jason Jordan. So I'm just being patient and enjoying the general manager job. Hopefully, and eventually, I'll get back to wrestling. In other news. During the 17th annual Native American Music Awards on October 14th, my girl Mickey James will be inducted into their Hall of Fame. Her strong Powhatan ancestry traces back to the Matapani Reservation and is something she has always embraced throughout her career and still remains very proud of. In addition, though, to her being inducted to the Hall of Fame, she will also be performing live at the award ceremony. Now, many of you may know, some of you might not, she has released two full country albums, yours truly has one of them, autographed, awesome, and two singles, and apparently she's widely known in the country music circuit. Her single, entitled Shooting Blanks, released last November, has been nominated for Song of the Year. Best of luck. Uh, She also just released a brand spanking new single, Get Down, which can be purchased through iTunes, Amazon, and other online digital retailers. Voting for the NAMAs is open to the general public. Music tracks from all nominees are featured on the audio player, so go out and vote. And if you want to watch her perform and get inducted, there'll be a live stream available at www.singlefeathermedia.com slash live. In other news. During last Wednesday's NXT taping, it was announced that War Games, which was created by Dusty Rhodes in the 1980s, will be returning and making its WWE debut at 
NXT TakeOver Houston as their main event. The Undisputed Era will face Roderick Strong and Sanity in the two-ring war games match that was last seen on screens back on September 13th, 1998 at the WCW Fall Brawl event. In other news... Bradley Cooper, he has been offered the role of Vince McMahon in his biopic Pandemonium. It's unknown if Cooper is interested, but the thought is to land a big name early on to help move the film along at a faster pace. In other news. Well, Greenman is not here, but he'll be happy to hear that the future of Lucha Underground has been uncertain as of late, with a number of sources reporting that it may not return due to a significant shortfall in funding for production. The third season is drawing to a close and was filmed actually over 15 months ago, leading many to speculate is a strong sign it won't come back to television. But according to the Wrestling Observer, funding has now been found for the fourth season, but production may have to be scaled back significantly. In other news... Well, the big red machine Kane has likely finished his in-ring career with the WWE. As we have reported, Kane is running for the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. He officially announced his intentions to run for mayor back in March of 2017. has been busy campaigning ever since. He made his last appearance on SmackDown Live back in November of 2016, defeating Luke Harper. Who? In other news. Billy Corgan officially began his duties as president of the National Wrestling Alliance as of October 1st. Due to the fact that the NWA on demand service was run by the previous NWA president, it will be shut down. In other news. Something we reported back a couple months ago is now being picked up by the mainstream outlets. Cody Rhodes and his wife Brandy will be featured on the upcoming e-show Wags of Atlanta. Brandy will be reportedly be heavily featured on the show as one of the main cast members. They have reportedly filmed some footage of her wrestling, including a match recently against Kelly Kelly. The premiere date for the show has not yet been announced. In other news. Well, like many of you, I am excited for the release of the upcoming WWE 2K18 coming out next week. The 13th, if you pre-ordered the deluxe edition. And every time I get these games, I pick Triple H. He's the baddest, he's the toughest, he's the strongest. To get the feel for the game, the layout, always beat up some scrub. I mentioned that because the ratings for each main roster superstar for the game have been revealed. You know, John Cena apparently passed the torque to Roman Reigns back at No Mercy, and that is somewhat mirrored in the game because Roman Reigns has overtaken John Cena as the number one spot. Top five guys are Finn Balor, Demon, 92. Finn Balor, regular, like 87, I think. Number four, Goldberg at 92. Three, Lesnar at 93. Two, Cena at 93. And number one, Roman Reigns was at 95, leading, making him the best character in the game. Triple H, my man, Triple H, jumped down to a 89. That's all the news, right? Uh, just got a text message. Green Man's on his way back. Hopefully, he'll be here right after this. For those who are culturally unaware, my name is Matthew Ryan Shapiro. And on October 14th, the days are turning into hours, minutes, seconds, and milliseconds, if you can count that high, dummy, when Capital Wrestling returns to 301 Garden Street in the heart of Hoboken, New Jersey, 10 minutes away from New York City, in a night that you... Do not want to miss. Already signed for October 14th, we will be crowning the first ever Capital Wrestling Champion. And you're not going to want to miss what happens at the beginning of the show when we crown that champion. We're going to have a double main event. In the first main event, sponsored by all these dummies, the Shot of Wrestling Podcast. It's the Concrete Rose Sunny Kiss taking on the champion of the 1% a man from a gated community, inside a gated community, inside a gated community, Logan Easton LaRoe, Capital Wrestling. You can buy your tickets starting at only $20 at CapitalWrestling.com or TinyURL.com slash Capital, that's with an O, stupids, IV.
A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and here. Thank you, Larry Legend, again. And yes, it's time for some cheers and heels. And back in studio is old Green Man. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks for having me back. I really appreciate it. I am working hard behind the scenes of this show, by the way. Okay. Hard. All right. Okay. And hopefully by the end of this episode, I could uh, show you how hard I've been working. And I'm, I'm not sitting here with my dick in my hand, right? Okay. <laughs> you know, you play your part, too. Thanks. That's fine. And now, let me play my part. Okay. Raw. Cheers sucks and heels sucks it sucks yeah this, but, why would the hashtag raw is better um you know what it, it's not coming around it hasn't been coming around for two weeks and maybe it's not going to be coming around for another two weeks because raw it just wasn't impressive um i was able to scramble up something for you okay um hopefully if you're listening out there maybe you agree if you disagree then uh tell me green man sucks on instagram or hashtag Facebook. green man sucks <laughs> I'm a cheers. The Miz, Cesaro, and Sheamus getting together. Okay. I think that the Miz is someone who deserves to be the head of a faction. And he did it with the Mistourage. Mm -hmm. But now he has two bigger guys than the Mistourage to back him up. You know? Cesaro, on his own could be the leader of his own faction he was for a while he didn't he do the nation what it you know what's the leader in that one though what was that what's that league of nations the league of nations he did it but it way barrett was the leader in that one though no it was seamus i mean seamus the one the only one with the world title no okay you know to his acclaim and then you have cesaro one of the hardest workers in the business and he is falling suit and backing up the Miz. Someone who was hazed, asked to, not even asked, but pushed to get dressed in the hallways and not in the locker rooms. Are they backing him up or just hating on the shield? Whatever it is, the Miz has become the center of Monday Night Raw. Who's better than the Miz? Who could touch the Miz right now? Nobody. You you could throw big names like Finn Balor, oh, Bray Strowman. Wyatt, Braun Strowman. No one don't, don't throw comes close to the star that The Miz is right now. And that's why I had to cheers it because I appreciate that finally the WWE is paying attention to how great The Miz is because we on the show agree that The Miz is awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm going to heal uh, the cruiserweight last hour. Okay. Okay. I know that you may think you know me, Michael J. Putty. I think I know you. And, I think I know you. I think I know you. <laughs> and when you saw this, you're like, oh, Green One's probably going to like this because, you know, the cruiserweights are finally giving their own shot and they're going in the last hour. Enzo's doing great. We're big Enzo fans, whatever. We're not. I don't like it. I don't like it. Why? I think they were given the opportunity a week ago to main event Monday Night Raw and it was all right. Well, you weren't here for the news. It, we mentioned that in the news. They're following a new format to compete against the NFL Monday Night Football. Interesting. So uh, go check it out. What's this new format? Oh, I, I don't repeat myself. Okay. Okay. So just go check I'll it. listen I'll, to I'll the show. Off, I'll tell you off there. I'll, I'll listen to the show. Um, but yeah, the Cruiserweights in the last hour, I thought it was good the first week, acceptable at most. And the second week, for, them to, for Kurt Angle to come out and say, the big surprise, the big reveal... 
for Enzo is that he will be going against Kalisto. When yeah. the fuck did Kalisto become the big surprise? When the fuck? Yeah, you know? I, I was thinking the same thing before. I found out this 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 new format, this change. Yeah, it was like, all right, so they're building up to something. They're building up to somebody's return or signing of a new guy. Put Finn Balor in the cruiserweight division, like and we said originally. Kalisto. Now that's a big reveal. Kalisto. What else you got for Raw? Raw is war, and the war is gonna come with Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor. Um, still you, on this? You talked about. Uh, oh. Sister Abigail in the news? Yes. Did that come up? Yeah, your sor- your sources. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate. Preach, preach. Um, yeah, my sources say that uh, Bray Wyatt's going to be Sister Abigail, and I believe it. I believe it. So you think he's going to come out cross dressing? That's going to be his big not cross dressing, but just like Finn Balor has the demon, he's going to wear a wig, and he has an alter ego as well. A woman. I disagree with the route that they're taking i think sister abigail should totally be a person but i like the mystery actually and and i was watching monday night raw with with my wife and we had some friends over who were not big wrestling fans and they had their daughters over with us with them as well and the girls the two little girls one uh is five one is three were terrified when bray wyatt came on screen so terrified that i'm like yo this gimmick is getting over. Remember when you were a little kid and you were afraid of The Undertaker? Yeah, he was scared. Terrified. He was scared. Yeah. You're not terrified of, of Bray Wyatt because you're an adult. There's nothing scary about it. But it's this just... is the, the children of America afraid of Bray Wyatt yeah, and what he, he's going to do. And, I, and, I, and it, clicked, it clicked right away. And I was like, this, this storyline's not for us. Okay. It's for the little kids. It's for the little kids who are watching and they're like terrified. Literally, she turned her face away from the TV. She was scared because she was fucking bored. No, because she was scared, Michael J. Putty. So I got two cheers for Raw, one heel, but the rest of the show wasn't even newsworthy to even talk about. So let's go down to SmackDown, which was the better show, in my opinion, this week. Hell yeah, son. Yeah, hell yeah, it was. For the 85th week in a row, right? Four um, weeks, I think, in a row. Can heal your boy, Cheesecake. Knock him over. Do you hear his promo? He wants to be the WWE champion. What? <laughs> You're missing a vowel there, buddy. <laughs> I buy a vowel. <laughs> We're going to cheers for the WWE yet again. Hate to repeat myself, buddy. Listening to yours truly. Because that only was a champion feature at the beginning of the show. He has appeared again at the top of the hour. Wow. It's like they listened to the show last week and they said, let's do what yeah. Michael J. Putty says. Going to cheers that once again. Sound like a broken record. That Uso's promo. They're great. The way they do promos, fantastic. The back and forth is just great. Oh, they're completely like dwarfing the new day. By the way, in the way that their in ring work is, their promos is, their style is. Oh, totally. Like the new day on Monday Night Raw was huge. Like they were the tag team division. Big fish, little pond. Exactly. Now they come to SmackDown, and the Usos are dwarfing them. I love it. I'm gonna heal Kevin Owens. What? That's um, one of the best things about uh, SmackDown. Um, Mr. Owens, um, Shane's theme song is badass. <laughs> okay? You want to get your hearing checked. Still one of the greatest theme songs of all time. Disagree? Um, there's a lot other better ones, in my opinion. But, but you, think, but you like Shane's theme song. I don't know why you're trying to front right now. It's good. Oh, because now, now you're just playing a little gimmick now. It's you're good. Hey, Fabe. Gotcha. It's good. Wink. KO's my guy. I'm going to also heal uh, Charlotte tapping out. 
and Baron Corbin losing I'm right not. before their respective title matches. So these guys have no momentum. Also, Baron Corbin lost to Ty Dillinger, who's been a part of this tapestry of this U.S. title feud. Mm-hmm. He beat Baron Corbin, the number one contender. So shouldn't he be like in a triple threat match then? Well, I, I kind of disagree on, well, no, on the healing on Baron Corbin. I think it was good that they put uh, the perfect 10 finally over on someone. Yeah, that's true. Because he hasn't done shit. After the match then. Um, and I think it, it, the way that Baron Corbin reacted towards the end of his match still made him look strong. Still made him look strong. But I'll agree with your heel on Charlotte. Yeah, tapping out. What the fuck has Charlotte done in SmackDown since she came over? Like, I feel like SmackDown is Charlotte's curse. It's her curse. She was the queen of Monday Night Raw. Like, she dominated the women's division on Monday Night Raw. The only thing good about the women's division on Raw, when Charlotte was on it, was Charlotte Flair. Once again, Big Fish Little Bond. And she comes over to SmackDown and, like... With well-established females, well-established storylines. She got involved in something, and then she had to deal with her father. She's nothing. Now she's going to be the next big thing. Now, now she's on the rise up. Mark my words. We'll see. Mark your words? Yeah. Okay. I'm marking them right now. All right. That's all I got for in SmackDown. blood. SmackDown was the go-home show of uh, No Mercy. No, Hell in a Cell. I'm sorry. Don't have the card in front of me because I forgot it was happening. this happened because it wasn't feel like a go-home show. Yeah. It just seemed like a regular SmackDown. I agree. Anyway. Ratings? Yeah. How did, how did the shows perform? This week's Raw drew a 2.773 million, which is down from last week's 2.923. Is the lowest rated Raw since mid-June. I'm not surprised. Coverage, you may not be surprised about this, coverage of the Las Vegas shooting dominated the cable ratings, and Mm. Raw was number 13th. Ouch. In viewership. Someone's getting fired over that. Falling behind the NFL. I got it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm raising my hand. You can point at me. Okay. I know who they fell behind. Okay. American Idol. They fell behind ESPN, Um, uh, Hannity, Tucker Carlson, The Story, Special Report. Happening now. America's Newsroom, The Five, Fox News Tonight, America's Newsroom, Fox and Friends, and Outnumbered. Love and Hip Hop. Uh, it's uh, a lot of Fox News shows on there, people. Interesting. Well, that's what America's uh, leaning, eh? Well, Raw look, was, at, look at their president. Yeah. Raw was number four in the 18 to 49 demographic. Fall behind the NFL, Sports Center, and uh, Rachel Maddow show. Oh, I know, you just fucking drunk. Love and Hip Hop. Oh. Smackdown drew a two point. Three, Always two, get three, this wrong. Which is down from last week's 2.542. SmackDown was number nine in viewership for the night. Fall behind ESPN. Uh, MLB on ESPN because the playoff game started. Yeah. Hannity, Tucker Carlson, Fox News Tonight, The Five, The Story, Fox and Friends, and Special Report. Wow. Jesus Christ. Long list. SmackDown, however, was number three on 18 to 49 behind. I said that's something. Um, Behind uh, the Big Bang Theory. Major League Baseball's Damn playoffs it. and American Horror Story. Oh, that was going to be my second choice. No, it wasn't. Uh, let's have some go-home thoughts. You want to take a break again or you good? Well, this is something we haven't done in a really long time, Michael J. Putty. Okay. What do you say we play some games? I got someone lined up for you if you're ready. Well, I just happen to have a game in my pocket. Well, let's <laughs> get it going. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? It's Games with Michael Hades. Awesome! Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a long, long time since we've played games with Michael J. Putty, but it's back, baby, and we have with us tonight the law, Justin Fernandez. Yeah. 
baby. What's going on? How are you? What's going on? I've mean, playing games for a while. It, it's, it's been a long time since we've had games on the show. But uh, Justin, the law, um, you are going to play for your chance to win a brand spanking new. It's crisp. It hasn't even been washed before. New Shot of Wrestling t-shirt. I bet you're dying to get one, right? <laughs> I'm kind of excited for real, man. All right, we're going to ask you 10 questions. Have you ever show, uh, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Yes. All right, so it's kind of based on that. I'm going to give you five categories. Each category has two questions. So do the math. That's 10 questions. You need to get six out of 10 questions right in order to win the t-shirt. Okay? Gotcha. So, so he's playing, are you smarter than the green man? Correct. All right. It. All right. And if you get all 10. I'm sure you will be. If you get all 10 <laughs> correct, we sign the shirt for you. Ooh. Ah. All right. Okay. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. So there's five categories. Each category has two questions. But if you get stuck, you have two helps. You can, because Green Man is going to answer the questions in private alongside you. Mm-hmm. If you're not sure of the answer, you can peek at Green Man's answer. He'll tell you his answer. And you can well. either go with that answer or give me your own answer. Mm-hmm. Or you can cheat off Green Man and take his answer. I'll let you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have no choice. <laughs> the third one is if you get a question wrong and Green Man gets it right, you get credit for that question. That is awesome. All right. That's 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 a great one. Are you ready to go? Uh, you understand the rules? Yeah, let's go. All right. The five categories are Stone Cold Steve Austin, Brett the Hitman Hart, mm-hmm. the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. The Rock, and the grab bag of mixed questions called Potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right. So the ball's in your court. What's question number one? You got to pick a category. Uh, category. I know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, let's go with Stone Cold. All right. Stone Cold. Here we go. Question number one. He won King of the Ring and gave birth to the Austin 316 movement in what year? Shit. No, don't know. year? Don't know comments from the peanut gallery. Green Man's locking his answer and Don't say it until Green Man's locked in. I am locking it in right now. All right. I'm in. All right. So you have an answer? Yeah. All right. What's your answer? Uh, 96. Ooh, 96 is correct. Good for you. I had 97. Right. Oh. So I was close. That's, uh, that would that have been wrong, that's though. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Supposed to help him out here. Yeah. He, so far, he's smarter <laughs> than the green man. Well, a lot of people are. <laughs> that's why the game sucks. I need five more. I need five more. Yeah. All right. Next category. Uh, yeah, Brett the Hitman Hart. Brett the Hitman Hart co-won the Royal Rumble in 1994 mm-hmm. along with who? Ooh. All right, Green Man's locking his answer in. Uh, I got you. Maybe you have a. Uh, All right. You have two cheats left. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna peek. Peek. All right, Green Man. What did you write down? I wrote down Lex Luger. Ooh. Okay. Now, do you want to take that answer, or do you want to give me your own? Yeah, Lex Luger. I want to take it. All right, he's locking in Lex Luger. Lex Luger. That's correct. Yeah, baby! (laughs) (laughs) That's two, baby. Four more to go. You got a new t-shirt. But you lost one of your cheats. All right. So you still have one in Stone Cold, one Bret Hart, and then Shawn Michaels, The Rock, and Potpourri. All right, let's do uh, Shawn Michaels. What was the name of Shawn Michaels' manager at WrestleMania 12? Ooh. WrestleMania 12? Yeah. Uh, right. Green Man's locked oh, in. <sighs> Green Man's locking his answer in. All right. He's locked in. You have an answer? Locked it in. I'm going to say Mike Tyson. Ooh, Mike Tyson. Wow. Final answer? 
That'd final be a, answer. That, that that's a great WrestleMania. That's in if that happened. Correct. Green man. Now you have a chance here. Green man. Wait, but, I got it right. You said no. You got it wrong. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. All right. But if Green Man has it right, you get credit for this question. Green Man, what's your answer? Um, I can't remember his first name, but it, I wrote down John Lothario. Um, I'll give you credit for the white man accent. It's Jose Lothario. <laughs> Jose Lothario. All right, so you got three questions that, that's right. That's like the, the English version of John, the Spanish yeah, version of John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You got it right, baby. So all right, all right. Three go, questions right, three away from a shirt, but you have one help left. All right. Uh, Jose, yeah. Let's go with Shawn Michaels again. Ooh, this is a tough one. Here we go. Mm. What finishing move did Shawn Michaels use before he adopted the Sweet Chin music? Interesting. Ah. I didn't know he had another one. Yeah. Wow. That is a lot of research. You you, you undertook, Michael J. Putty, to put this game show together. I love it. I'm oh, going to write something down. Stop stalling it. Give me an answer. Um, I got it. Okay. What's your answer? Uh, yeah. What? So I already used I already used the Pinky one, right? What are, what are the other ones I could use? Uh, copy. You can copy his answer. I can copy his answer. So I can't use Peachin again, right? No. You only have one help left. Okay. But you're doing pretty good. You get okay. three questions right, so if you get this one wrong, you're not too bad if you want to say it. Yeah, no, no. I don't know. This one, mm. yeah, I'm going to say uh, some type of suplex. I don't know. The suplex. Greenman, what did you write down? I wrote the elbow drop, but I initially wrote the suplex. <laughs> oh, this is a tough one. It is, I'll give you credit for it. It's teardrop suplex. Ooh. So you got it right. Good job. Now you're four. What is a teardrop <laughs> suplex? What's the difference? I asked the questions. So Shawn Michaels is done. <laughs> you still have one in Stone Cold, one in Bret Hart, two for The Rock, and two for Potpourri. What's the score? Four? Uh, four. Let me uh, get another Bret Hart. Who was Bret Hart's first feud in WCW? First uh, feud? Yeah. In WCW. Were you a WCW, WCW. guy? Oh, wow. Um, the Law. Were you, were you a WCW guy? I, I watched the WCW, yeah, around that time. All it right. Was, it was for Bret Hart. Mm. Uh, who did he have a problem with when he first came in? Yep. Uh, did he lock it in already or no? Yeah, I'm locked in. Yeah. Okay. Uh... I'm, this is going to be wrong with this one, but I'm, I'm going to say Kevin Nash. Uh, Kevin Nash is incorrect. Ooh. Okay. The answer was, what, what did you write down? I wrote Goldberg. Uh, Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Wow. wow. Okay. That goes to show you that no one really paid attention when Bret Hart went to yeah. WCW. Yes. Green Man, what's the score? It is um, five to one. I think it was four to one. Yeah, sure. All right, so Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels are done. You have one in Stone Cold, two in The Rock, and two for Potpourri. Ooh, Potpourri. Let me get, uh, let me get the, the Rock. The Rock made his debut at Survivor Series in what year? Uh, Interesting. Interesting question. Right. Good question. All right, I'm ready. Uh, Graven, you have your answer locked in? Yes. Okay, do you have your answer? 95. Ooh, incorrect. Ooh. 96. That was going ah. to be my second answer. You're right. 96. I wrote 94. Oh, man. Green Man sucks. Yeah. Green, well, it feels like I'm at an HOG event again yeah. when people are screaming. So what's the score? 4-2? Uh, yeah. 4-2. Okay. That's it. We're not signing the shirt anymore, but That's you true. still have a chance yeah. to win the shirt. You have one in Stone Cold, one in The Rock, and two for Potpourri. It's four. I have four right now? You have four questions you left. Need two yep. to win. Don't be afraid of Potpourri. It smells oh, good. Man. <laughs> All right, let's go with uh, the, the the mix. Ooh, potpourri. Okay, great. 
Triple H is known as the King of Kings, the mm. cerebral assassin, yeah. the game. Mm-hmm. But he was originally known by his name. What do the three H's stand for? Interesting. I'm ready. Creeman locking his answer in. Locked. Okay. What's the answer? Hunter Hearst Helmsley. That's correct. That's right, baby. Congratulations. What's the score? Um, it is five to two. Ooh. One away from getting a shirt. Okay, you have one stone cold, one rock, one potpourri. Uh, give me stone cold. Here we go. What non-sanctioned title was he gifted upon his debut <gasps> in the WWE? You still have one help left too, by the way. Right? Does he have one help? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the belt, right? Yeah. Non-sanctioned belt. Was he gifted? I'm not going to use the help for this one. Oh, okay. Okay. What's your answer? Ooh, ballsy. The law. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm saying it right. The million dollar belt. You're not saying it right. It's the million dollar championship. But we'll give it to you. Congratulations. You're walking away with a brand with uh, Ted DiBiase, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. You're walking away with a nice brand spanking new, tight fitting, good looking uh, sort of wrestling T-shirt. Yeah. Wow. Chris, never been oh, washed yeah. before. With one help still on the board. That's impressive. Wow. How do you feel, the law? <laughs> yeah, give me. Can I can I answer the rest of the questions? Or? Yeah, sure. Cool. <laughs> uh, the Rock made his last WrestleMania appearance as a member of the active roster on, at which WrestleMania? Oh, uh, I don't even know what WrestleMania we're on right now. I'm gonna say twenty twenty seven. Three minutes. Your answer. Sixteen. Twenty. Ooh, right in the right in the middle. Right in the middle. the Right in the middle. And finally, Sean Waltman was originally known as The Kid. Whom did he defeat to get the moniker The One, Two, Three Kid? Oh, good question. Good question. Uh, That's like old school nostalgia right there, baby. So you told me to go for it, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Oh, it's still recording. I forgot. (laughs) Uh, For some reason, I want to say Razor Ramon, but I think they were buddies back then, no? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, who did he beat for The One, Two, Three Kid? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, it was Razor Ramon, I'm going to say. Okay, man, what's your answer? The Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon is correct. That is correct. Yeah. So yeah. he would have got what? He would have gotten uh, eight. eight. Not uh, bad. Congratulations. Thanks for playing, buddy. Good job. We'll, we'll be mailing that out. <laughs> stay, stay, yeah. stay on the line. We're going to set you up with our receptionist, Lady J, who will take all your details, and we'll get that shirt right out to you. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of Are You Smarter with the Green Man? That's the green Law, man. Justin <laughs> Hernandez. Take care. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I'm good to go, baby. Well, going back to my story of the TV shows. Uh-huh. Right? So I was caught up in NCIS. Awesome. Abby's leaving, though. Mainstay for the first 15 seasons. Really? Season. I like Abby. Don't know what they're going to do with her. Wow. Uh, they're going to kill her off. They're not going to kill her off. They're going to kill her off. Still behind in Gotham and Mark NCIS. Nolans. I'll keep you all updated next week. Watch Will and Grace. Oh, how was it? What'd you think? Did you watch it? I did not. I wasn't impressed. I uh, I, you you told me I was being too much of a girl watching all, all the shows I watched last week, so I felt like Will and Grace would totally, uh, like I, I would need Yeah, to... but you, your excuse was you watching with your wife. Uh, did I say that on air? Yeah. I don't think I was show with my wife. Okay. Anyway, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I watched it with my wife. <clears throat> it didn't do anything for me. I didn't w- watch the, the uh, original series because I was doing fraternity business, but yeah, it wasn't that anything doing for me. I didn't, watch, I didn't watch it this it? I don't know. It wasn't old jokes? Old jokes new time? No, it wasn't even that. It was just, yeah, all right. You know, there I was expect more topical thing. More to, I think. You know what's, what's interesting? Um, yeah. and, th- and this could be their, their way of, for like, for example, Seinfeld. Like, there's a lot of like, uh, memes on like Facebook or whatever, wherever you catch your memes on. And like, what if Seinfeld was still around? 
like what topics would they be putting on their show? Oh, you should follow uh, Modern Day Seinfeld on Twitter. It's great. And that's why I wanted to refer. Like all these modern topics about the internet blowing up, about you know cell phones and and, and how people uh, internet dating, things that weren't around when cell phone was around. Could they be funny and in in their storylines? If you write it well enough, yeah. And the fact that Will and Grace is coming back and they're trying to take a buzz again from what they did previously and the fact that you're not impressed kind of makes me think that Seinfeld would not be uh, that... Well, I wasn't a fan of Will and Grace. That I'm sure the fans loved it. Yeah? Yeah, I'm sure. I think it was a big hit. Well, I did watch Will and Grace. Maybe I need to watch this new episode. Keep you guys updated, though. Nikki Bella got a 21 out of 30 on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah! It was Guilty Pleasures Night. Ooh. Hers was romance novels. Oh. So her partner kept guessing, I, like Fabio. I thought I was going to be like dildos or something. She goes, no, more like Fifty Shades of Grey. Ooh, so her and her partner dance this very hot, exotic dance. Mm. Very close. Very, a lot of touching. Oh. So they go to get the scores. They bring out John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, what, what did you think about this? And he gave his point of view. It was, it was cute. That's all I got. Well, Reveling off about TV, so I know you're bored. Talk about something else. Michael J. Putty, I know you've been waiting this whole show, well, since I left, yeah. to try to secure my news okay now we broke it on instagram earlier this week and i know many of you are thinking like yo it's a work you we've had uh vince mcmahon on the show we've had <laughs> x Pac on the show page we've had page on the show and now it's time to bring eva lee's but ladies and gentlemen this is not a work and to prove that it is not a work we have eva lee's What's up, everybody? This is Eva Lee, a.k.a. The Baddest Bitch in the Building, a.k.a. La Cicadia, and I'll be on next show of Shot at Breakfast. I told you, ladies and gentlemen, The Baddest Bitch in the Building will be here on episode 86. I love it. Great. Good job. Um, so, yeah. You guys going to talk about me? Um, maybe a little bit. Give him a show. A little bit. A little show, show. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Listen to next week's show and find out. Well, if you can't wait for next week, the Love Hotline's back with mini-episode number dos. Ooh, breaking news. All right, That's so our breaking news. You got a lot of more calls. Keep telling you to keep coming in. You guys did. We got several calls to get into, and uh, Eric Jaden was nice enough to share some knowledge with us. I got to say, the calls just keep getting crazier. Oh, like this one? <laughs> Hi, this message is for Eric. I wanted to know why my pussy kind of smells like a garbage sometimes like sometimes it smells kind of good but then sometimes it smells like a garbage can can you let me know thanks yes what actually did happen wow and you want to hear what eric had to say i i don't even know what i would say (laughs) well we'll both find out this coming week when minisode number two of the love hotline drops that answered and many many more well michael j putty we have gotten to the end of this show. Finally. <laughs> and this is the part where we tell you what you need to do to support us so we could continue to have more great shows for you. All you got to do is follow us on A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram or Shot of Wrestling, no A, on Twitter. This show, it is from the fans and it is to the fans. And it's your forum to discuss your thoughts. So have fun with it. And who knows, your thoughts could be part of next week's show. If you need love advice... 
from the definition of authority and sexiness. Dial it up for love, baby. That's right. That's 619-343-3005. And for more information or to be a sponsor, email us at inbox at a shot of wrestling dot com all right let's wrap this up so for the green man for mr mcintosh i have been your host michael j putty until next week putty yep hey baby i hear the bell ringing all right michael j putty i am ready i'm ready for more shots if if you think i've had enough it's not even enough because I got the bad apple back in this bitch, baby, and he's ready for last call with me. You there, buddy? Oh, yeah. I'm here. All right. Let me tell you, this is how it works. Now, we've had a few shots of wrestling, and we could always afford to have a few more. So it's rapid fire questions. The first thing that comes to your mind is what you should answer. Ready? All right. And away we go. Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Football. What would be the one thing you would want to be buried with? Uh, shit. A lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Who has been your toughest opponent? Um, Dan Moff. What is the best feature on a woman? Her personality. Wink. Oh. <laughs> what is the wrestling move that best describes you in bed? <laughs> Um, we'll keep it classy. The jackhammer. All right. That's right. <laughs> How much do you tip for a lap dance? That's a good question. 20%, right? You got to keep it All right. fair. Yeah. I uh, guess I mean, it depends on the quality of the lap dance, actually. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. their personality. Of course. The personality yeah. is key. If you, were a, if you were a superhero, what would be your superpower? Oh, man. Immortality. Then you wouldn't be buried with money, though. Totally contradicts your question. We're moving on to the next question. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> listen, listen, your questions are your questions. I'm just giving answers. All right. I want to be immortal. There, there goes the bad apple again. What is your favorite meal? Macaroni and cheese. Finally, who is your celebrity crush? Oh, man. Um, shit. That's a good question. Fuck. I'm really bad with names. Emma Watson, maybe? Is that the chick that played? The, the, chick, the chick from, um, from Harry Potter, from Beauty and the Beast? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. we like her personality. Yeah, and that was it. Sure. That was <laughs> that yeah. was last call with Matt McIntosh. Thank you, my friend. We will see Woo. you in an arena near us very soon. Yes, sir. Hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, ha, ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>